So if you're Orthodox, you need 10 Jews. Uh, what's or that called? Minion. A minion, that's right. If you're Well, 10 males, but if you're conservative or reform... Well, actually, if you're conservative, it can be 10 anybody. And if you're reform, <laughs> you don't really care. You're just like, yeah, whatever, this is fine. With, uh, Let's lock and load. Since we've been on lockdown, Jordan and I have started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Have you watched it? I don't need to watch it. It's like looking into the future. Why would I? I don't want to spoil the surprises. Oh, you're never going to have that little hair, though. Or that much money. <laughs> oh, you bear. Fuck. Dude, you know how much Larry David's worth? 300? 300 mil? I think something like that? I think it's like 450 million. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's a funny man. He's, he's, he's done a lot of funny television for a very long time. It's Curved is pretty good. Yeah. At one point, somebody needed him for a minion. And uh, this is actually going to tie in with a lot of things right here. Yes. So there's one episode of Curved where... Uh, they briefly, uh, Larry David was hanging out with Bill Buckner. Yeah. You know, Bill Buckner. Oh yeah. The Red, of the Red Sox. Of Red Sox like the ground yeah. ball went under his legs and they lost the World Series. Yeah. And, uh, so at this, he was hanging out with Bill Buckner and, um, Buckner's all like calm and like, you know, I've moved on and he's very zen about it. And they're walking down the street and somebody's like, oh my God are you Jewish? And he, he points at Larry David and he's like, yeah. And he's like, we need, would you come join us? We need a tent for a minion. And so they go upstairs and I think they were sitting Shiva yeah. and, uh, and somebody's like, like, they were Orthodox and like, ah, oh, this guy is Gentile. He can't be here. And Larry David's like, well, if he's not here, I'm not here. And he's like, fine. And they're like, well, Hey Buckner, will you at least like sign this ball for me before you go? And he, they toss him a ball. No. Like, yeah, I don't know. I like that joke. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I learned the word minion, though. Was from Curb Your Enthusiasm. M M I for you confused listeners out there. M I N Y A N, not uh <laughs> like the uh, yellow folks from Despicable Me or the Zionist plot of World Domination. <laughs> Speaking of Despicable Me, yeah, there are a couple of despicable people running <laughs> for uh, the Waikiki House. Uh, but the person we're about to call is not one of them. No, that's true. Uh, you've heard him on the show before. Adrian Tam, let's dial him up. Let's call him up right now. They calling me. Uh, folks, I've got his number already programmed in my phone. So just enjoy this with us. 
feel like we're about to prank call him. Yeah, Baba Booey. Hello. Adrian Tam, you're live on air with the Blue Hawaii Podcast. How are you doing, man? Oh, hey, man. I'm doing good. How good? Live. Are you ready to wait? You're, you're... Time out though. Are you ready to? Are you ready to? Can we jump right in, or do you? Or do you want to? Do you want to do a little orientation first, or? He wants to know uh, if we're yeah, live or not. We are. We're not like live, live. We're not like live, as in anybody's hearing it other than us. But we're gonna approach it like that. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Are you ready for some hard hitting questions, Adrian? Sure, I am ready. You didn't sound that excited about it. I am ready. There we go. Okay, okay. we like the enthusiasm. Can you turn him up a little bit? Just a little bit, Ryan. I think I think I can actually. Beautiful. Yeah, let's make sure everything's right. I'm on speaker right now. Can you hear me okay? We can yeah. hear you perfectly, Adrian. Okay, folks. Cool. Uh, if you don't remember our episode, uh, a few, one or two years back, Adrian came on the show to talk about affordable housing. But if you're not familiar, let me just share a little biography with you. Adrian Tam was born and raised in Hawaii, a proud graduate of Hawaii's public schools, and an alum of Penn State University, he spent five years as a realtor and four years working for the state legislature. Both jobs overlapping with each other. You know, he knows the struggle of working two jobs at once. Hashtag one job should be enough. But Adrian recognizes the struggles of families in Hawaii and is running to make a difference in their lives. Adrian Tam, at this insane, absolutely completely insane time in the year of our Lord 2020. Why get into politics now and what... What do you hope to accomplish? What 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 are your goals? Why why do you wake up in the morning and say this is what I'm going to do? Well, you know, I get asked the question about why now, why during this time should I wait and wait till I'm over the age of 35 or 40 to run? But ultimately, when it came down to it, I see way too many people struggling. People are working two or three jobs just to get by. Our seniors are working well past their retirement age and even still in debt because they owe um, mortgage loans and sometimes student loan debt or car payments. I see teachers getting underpaid. I see many of our professionals leaving the state for opportunities elsewhere. And as a result, um, taxes go up because there's not enough people to tax. Um, Caregivers the price for caregivers go up because there's not enough people working in Hawaii and everything's expensive. Starts yeah. To slip. And yeah. It's only going to get worse so, now that the world is, you know, yeah. blown up literally on fire. And we have a, yeah. what, $200 million budget shortfall. I don't worry about it. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, the question I just told myself that I would never forgive myself if I didn't run for office and try to make a difference in everyone else's lives including myself and my families. Well, how's it going so far? How's the run been? It's gone very well. I have made phone calls to the district. I walk the district and I talk to whoever's out. Um, Even during social distancing, I kind of have this rule that, you know, if they're out in public, it's okay to talk to them from afar and just give them a hello and talk about the issues. A friendly wave gets you far in Hawaii politics. That's true. Yeah, and a lot of people have been receptive. A lot of people are eager for a change. A lot of people are ready to elect someone that understands the struggles of what families are going through and are is eager to make a difference and is serious about it. So tell us about your district. So you're running in Honolulu uh, to represent 
All Moana and Waikiki. The number <laughs> district escapes me right now, but for for our listeners, sixty nine. That's inappropriate. <laughs> is there a District 69 in Hawaii? There's not a District 69. Are you sure? I'm positive. There are only like 51 house seats. Who's the... Who's it's the... District 22. District 22. Yes, it tell us about beautiful District 22. It encompasses Waikiki, Ala Moana, and Kaka'ako. Nice. Concrete yeah. jungle. It's, it is a concrete jungle. It is the most dense district in the state. And it, I believe it's one of the most unique districts in the entire state as well. Well, why is that? Tell us more. The history of Waikiki goes very, very um, deep into our roots. It plays a major economic role. And you can really tell the differences between how we approach everything in politics by just by looking at Waikiki. You have two main roads going through it. You have Kalakaua and Kuhio. On Kalakaua, you have the hotels and the businesses. And that's where you have the nice sidewalks that are flat. Mm. You have the brightly lit street lights. And you have the police substation. <laughs> and, the and then you go on Kuhio side, people. on the Kuhio side. And that's where the walk-ups are. That's where the very cheap hotels are. And... There are no sidewalks. The streets are way too narrow. And everywhere you go, there's parks, there's cars parked like bumper to bumper everywhere. And it's just been neglected. Mm. And that kind of shows the entire state as well. The people in Hawaii that are wealthy and affluent get the most out of the pot. And those who, in those areas that are you know, underserved or rural mm. get less money and aren't taken care of. Imagine all of that in one district, yep. basically. Okay. Well said. Now you worked at the Capitol for quite a while, so you know you know what you're getting into. Tell us about some of the things you saw there that you said, This isn't gonna work. This has gotta be fixed. I need to get I need to do something. Somebody needs to do something. This isn't like the status quo is not good enough. Well, there are a lot of things that happened at the Capitol that I saw that pushed me to run. One of them was, like I said in my first answer, population decline. Um, we had people like Kathy Sofugawa at the Department of Planning and Permitting, not at the Capitol, but going to the Capitol and testifying that our housing shortage is getting better because the population is declining. So we don't have to build any more houses for people that's messed up it is very messed up and it's not how economics works and i don't know in what universe yeah. is that okay to say from a good government news official. everybody we can keep on doing nothing <laughs> yeah our our population everyone's leaving so we don't have to build more houses Ooh, pressure's off and there's just no sense of urgency to these issues it, you know in 2015 that report from DBAD came out that said that we need 65,000 units by 2025. And we haven't passed any major legislation targeting housing in five years. You know, you look at the people in power right now, they don't have these concerns. No, because they, they all own like three, four homes. Yeah, they don't face this problem. So when someone goes up to the legislature like me and says, this is a huge problem, we have to fix it. 
it's kind of falls on deaf ears yeah mm. it just says well i don't see the problem so it, there is no problem well yeah because you're someone who owns their fee simple property already <laughs> or have multiple fee simple properties oh, who make yeah. six figures did you see uh did you see civil beat this morning uh the the director of economic development said oh we have to go back to tourism tourism is who we are mm. like didn't that make you sick to your stomach the, it did it really disappointed me obviously we can't get rid of tourism yeah a major part of our workforce depends on it and it's unfair to ask all of them to just go into a new trade we have to revive it but also we need to make sure that it isn't our only main source of revenue mm-hmm. um you mentioned civil beat so I wanted to bring up my questionnaire that I gave them. Oh. And one of the questions was to ask us, where will we divest our economy? Where can we divest our economy? And my answer was quite simple. I would love to see us invest in green technology. Like what? I think, I think that we can invest in solar power, land reclamation, and green architecture. Because here's the problem with Hawaii, and I hate to bring it back to the Department of Planning and Permitting, but you look at the Department of Planning and Permitting, and they're approving a lot of buildings and um, developments that are not green, are not going to help our environment in any way. But at the same time, the legislature passed a bill a couple years ago that would require us to be completely on green clean energy by 2045 mm-hmm. and it kind of sucks to answer some of these environmentalist groups questionnaires when yeah. they when they ask me do you think we can meet our goal and i just have to say no you think the public you know we see yeah the legislature passes the 2045 plan they do and say all the right things the politicians put out the right pr statements but the public isn't really paying attention or isn't even aware of the, you know, the non-elected, the unaccountable layers of government that are slowing everything down. So how would, how would you bring more attention to that and how would you go about fixing it? That's a good ass question, Josh. Thank you. I try. I have a plan for how we approach doing this green technology that will also reinvent our economy so my plan would call for more funding into the University of Hawaii to research this kind of technology and making that research free for any business that wants to use it as long as they base it out of Hawaii and hire at least a quota of 50% local people. Mm. Now, that's going to take the brightest of our researchers. It's going to take heavy STEM education in our, in our schools. And it's going to take a will of us to really put money towards this instead of putting it all towards um, tourism and big corporations that are heavily invested in tourism already. Okay. So that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Shifting gears a little bit away from policy. Um, You know, we've, we've already talked a lot about like the way things are going right now. It's not been working. And like the, the other ideas are out there, not necessarily great. Uh, you are running in a very interesting district right now, a very interesting field. I'm not sure what the full field looks like, um, 
but you know you are not running unopposed you are challenging an incumbent uh and if you make it past that incumbent you're gonna face uh probably a, a republican uh i'm not sure objectively which of these two guys is worse because they're both completely insane but tell us a little bit about what you what you saw you know presumably you live in this district growing up in this district what are the shortcomings where do you stand out where do you separate yourself from your opponent or opponents assuming you advance in the primary and go on to the general well i have nothing against both of my opponents actually i've never met the republican opponent and i um and to the incumbent he and i have a cordial relationship and he's a really nice guy it's a good thing you're not a but homeless person shopping cart. cart yeah <laughs> he hit you with a sledgehammer uh, i disagree with the tactics of course um but you know i know that he's not a hateful person just uh just although misguided. some people would say he is i know he's not yeah the reason why i'm running it i'm different is because I want to offer something new to Hawaii. I put out all these policy ideas and proposals and I'm hoping that, you know, once I'm elected, I can really push for them because I know that this will help Hawaii families and our economy and our overall society. And if it doesn't, okay, I will be more than happy to re um, introduce the repeal of those policies. Fair enough. And, you know, I just haven't seen anyone else in other races or this race that is putting out specific policies out there. If you look at the civil B questionnaires, there's a last, the last question asked all of us um, what big idea would we want to champion and implement in Hawaii? And I mentioned um, permanent fund dividend, something that Alaska has done, but make it more strict. And the purpose of it will be to stimulate the economy and it comes in a prepaid debit card. So someone has to spend it and put a lot of work into that, a lot of research. But then you look at um, the other answers and, you know, it solidified my decision that jumping into this race was the right thing. Because, again, I would not forgive myself if I just let someone without big ideas have a free ride into the Hawaii State Legislature. So last question, uh, last, you know, big question before we take it to the lightning round. Um, you know, we've, okay. talked about, we've talked about politics, we've talked about policy, we've talked about ideas. We talked about, you know, I shared your bio at the beginning. Uh, will you tell our listeners, you know, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, a lot of them may never get to meet you in person. Tell them a little bit about, you know, aside from aside from the resume, tell them about Adrian Tam, the person, and what drives him. What drives me every single day when I wake up is a butler. waking up to Chauffeur. a sunset. I, a sunrise. Sunrise, okay. So you're, no you're nocturnal, you're nocturnal. a vampire. He's Batman. <laughs> well, some people wake up to sunsets because they work at the during the night Touché. so uh, yeah that's that's but what i was like working the dark, to five batman worked during the night notably yeah 9 Anywho, to 5 a.m that's true yeah so just waking up to that sunrise and seeing the beauty of hawaii and its people 
Um, when I graduated college, I was offered jobs in Chicago and New York and even Los Angeles. But ultimately, I came back here to work for my mom's small business as just an assistant and then becoming a realtor because Hawaii is my home. And no matter how hard it is to stay and live here, I believe Hawaii is worth fighting for. And, you know, I'm going to give it all my all. I'm going to fight hard to make sure that Hawaii is a home for everyone, not just a select few. Right on, man. Okay, lightning round. Does that okay, sound like lightning? Uh, I guess that's not what light. Lightning's technically silent. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the thunder. thunder but it will no, no. At the same time, though, thunder is just the is just the air finally catching up with the effect of the lightning, right? Okay, Adrian. First question: Are you more thunder or lightning? Good question, Josh. I think. Uh, that's a really tough question. I'm going to just say lightning because I'm not known to go out there and make a big splash and make a ton of noise over issues. What you see in me is that I'm more hands-on policy, so it's more detailed. So you can see lightning, but you can't hear lightning. Are you so more kind of like what it is. Are you more Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, Krispy Kreme. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Oh, God, Adrian. Are you kidding me? Pepsi? <laughs> oh, that's no, awful. I, 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 I don't like soda my, in general. My co-host so. used to live in Atlanta. Don't blame him. It's, <laughs> it's personal. Uh, universal health care. Excuse me. Medicare for all. Yes. Legalizing Pacololo. Yes. Oh, he's a socialist hippie socialist. stoner. <laughs> Um, Gut and replace. Necessary and unfortunate. Oh, okay. Would you care to elaborate? I'm, it's, in, it's good to hear a dissenting voice. Yes. Um, I know that it's, it, it is really unfortunate that gut and replace happens, but there are times when it's desperately needed. In 2018, East Honolulu and Kauai faced a massive um, flood. And that required $125 million of damages and caused $125 million in damages, and we needed the funding to do it. We didn't have a bill or in the state legislature to fund that $125 million. So we took a feel-good bill that we already had that wouldn't necessarily do anything, and we kind of got the contents out there and put the funding in that bill. And as a result, Kauai received $100 million to fix the damages, and East Honolulu and Waimanalo received the other $25 million. Well, but, like, couldn't they have just introduced another bill? They couldn't, mainly because our session's calendar follows a strict constitutional guideline, and the deadline for those bill introductions have passed. So is they it, would have waited another year for that money to get in if we hadn't gotten replaced it. It's a constitutional guideline about how the procedure of the bill passage goes? Or is that a rule of the legislature? Of introduction. It's a rule or a constitution. It's in the constitution or a rule. I know that the session calendar those are, those are different is mandated things. by the constitution, but it could be a rule. And 
Yeah, I guess I'm um, just like they could have just made a temporary like, rule change. Yeah, it was like you could just like add a rule saying like except for friggin' natural disasters, in which case let us introduce a bill anytime because we're the legislature and we should not hamstring ourselves. Yeah, I mean we're not. But I'm, no, let's I'm not, not calling get, you out. Let's I'm not just, get bogged down here. No, uh, Mount Akea. Support with reservations. Support who? I support um, the building of the telescope as long as certain criteria are made. Such as? Um, I would love to see new management of Mauna Kea and the decommissioning of all the other telescopes that are up there that are not being used before construction begins. Rail. Support. Good idea. Super fairy. That's a tough one. I never, I never, that hasn't come up on the campaign yet. It just I guess did. I would say support because of how convenient it is. Perfect. Yes. All Jones right. Act. Wait, no, that, you, that's federal. It doesn't matter. Jones Act? Yeah. <laughs> What's he going to do, Jones Act? <laughs> Complain about it on Twitter like, uh, like me. <laughs> um, Adrian, all right. Do I support the Jones Act? Okay. Well, Ryan has a, Ryan we, has a fun. Uh, I don't want to ask you whether you support the Jones Act because I don't want to get you any hot water with any potential labor endorsements. So. Because uh, you can't vote on it anyway, so I don't care if you support yep. it at this point. Here's yeah. here's where we're going with this, Adrian. You've got two opponents right now on the Republican side. One is a guy with a uh, mat on for homeless people's no, carts. That's the Democrat. Yeah, that's the, that's Democrat. the Democrat. He's a Democrat. That's the Democrat. He's primarying. Are is you the dude? Is the dude who went around downtown? beating up homeless people's carts with sledgehammers and then got the shit knocked out of him by a gang of homeless people. I got to be honest with y'all. Yeah. Like, I can pretty well pick out a Democrat from a Republican, and I thought that did guy just, was a I Republican. Just, did I just scramble your brain? You did. You, you really go. did. Yeah. All right, well, that guy. <laughs> uh, Adrian, you've got one person running as a Republican on the other <laughs> side. Um who is uh he's a hater of the podcast uh because he is a proud boy and we uh have been told and believed uh that proud boys are nazis he himself is a proud boy which is why he was offended and we wanted to play a game with you what's the name of the polo shirt company fred sperry or whatever fred i don't know perry fred perry that's right Fred perry so here's the fucking brown shirts here's what we want to do excuse me we don't want to make this about about your opponent yeah. whose name rhymes with dick box. Um, <laughs> but uh, Extremely mature. we kind of think that maybe proud boys are a little bit more Nazi-ish than, yeah. we're, than have been let on. So we want to play a game with you. fascist of, of some stripe. We want to play a game, Adrian. Yeah. Do you want okay. to play a game? Here's I would like to play a game. I have, I have plucked select clips from the Nazi Party of America's platform and from the Proud Boys manifesto, which was somehow leaked to us, and I don't know how, but it's a real freaking gas to read. And what I want to do is I want to read you one of each, and I want you to tell me whether it's in the the Nazi platform or the Proud Boy platform. You got it? I got it. Here we go. Okay. Proud Boy or Nazi, are are you ready to play? (laughs) Everybody's favorite game. All right, was here we go. On the street and away, <laughs> we go. All right, first question: Proud Boys or Nazis? Everybody gets a gun. 
Uh, Proud Boys. You actually got that right. Ding, ding, ding. Ding. All right. Here's a second one. Immediate withdrawal of our national military from an illegal Middle Eastern occupation. Nazis. Adrian has been reading the, the platform of the Nazi party because he got that exactly right. All right. <laughs> How about this one? I did not see that coming. <laughs> I'm trying to do it like Regis Philbin would do Millionaire, you know? Uh, <laughs> How about this one? Or like Steve Harvey on Family Feud. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't Show have... me Nazi party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adrian. Uh-huh. Abolish prisons. Uh, Proud Boys. I'm this guy. He's running for Waikiki uh, representative, and he's obviously a Nazi and a Proud Boys. Or, ladies no, gentlemen, or, it's Adrian Tam. Or he's doing just deep, com- he's doing Wait, deep right? cover. Like you were right. That was exactly right. That's yeah. how Regis Philbin would tell you that you're right. He does like a really long explanation. You're right. You're exactly right. All right. I don't think Nazi parties would be advocating for abolishing prisons. So well, they only need the prisons for so long. That's <laughs> that's true. Yeah. All right. How about this? Close the borders. Is that both? Uh, both. That is the correct answer. Both <laughs> the Nazi Party Sorry. of America and the Proud Boys are heavily in favor of closing the borders. The Nazi Party platform reads uh, that they want the creation of millions of jobs by ordering the construction of border defenses along our northern and southern border, as if we need to defend Canada. ourselves from Canada. Canada. Canada would be the best thing we could ever do to Canada is to isolate ourselves yeah. from them. They'd be like, oh, finally. Oh, they put up a wall. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'd have to pay for it. How about this one? Venerate the housewife. Uh, I'm going to say Nazi. Actually, it's both again, Adrian. Turns out they have a couple of planks in common. As the Nazis so eloquently put it, we further demand, or sorry, we demand that motherhood be elevated from the position of low esteem, which it occupies today, to a position where it is universally recognized as the noblest profession to which any Aryan woman can aspire. So, once again, Nazis and the Proud Boys, something in common. Should I cut that? We should probably cut that. Maybe, no, no, it's fine. All right, next one. That is disgusting. All right. Next question. And this one's going to be pretty easy. Preservation of our European culture and heritage. Both. You got it, Adrian. It's absolutely (laughs) both. Uh, The Proud Boys, quote, uh, believe that the West is the best uh, and according to them, this is just a little. Fa- this is just a fact. America was not stolen from the Indians, and oh, it was Jesus. not built on slavery. Europe and Britain were not built on colonization. We fought hard to be number one, and we won. All other cultures are not merely different than us; they are worse. So, not only does your opponent have bad policy positions, he's also literally never read a textbook, a history textbook, and <laughs> also like he has a lot of overlapping beliefs with the Nazis. Yeah. I'm not going to say that he's... Coincidence? I, I can't know. say that he's a Nazi, you know? I, yeah. I, I guess I, I haven't. he walks like a duck, <laughs> but talks like a duck, I will and say hates black people. He may not be a Nazi, but he certainly believes a lot of things that Nazis yep. believe. So, folks, voters of Waikiki, or excuse me, District 21, is that correct? 22. Correct. Don't, 22. Don't 22. vote. Don't, if you're a voter from District 21, 
immediately uh, move sh- to District 22. We want you to move to District 22 or stop the podcast right now and find a friend who lives in District 22 and tell them that Adrian Tam is needs to win. He is primarying a man who attacks homeless people, attacks homeless people, uh, and is potentially opposing a man who has a lot in common with the, the American Nazis. Nazi Party. <laughs> so you have a you have an interesting uh, August and November cut out for you, hopefully. Yes, I do, well, and I, it's going to take a lot of us. So I'm always looking for more volunteers, sign waivers, phone bankers, canvassers. You can go to www.adrianforhawaii.com, or you can email me at info at adrianforhawaii.com. Seamless pitch. I was just that about was, to ask him where can people oh, go to learn more. So smooth, Damn. so smooth, Adrian. Professional. Uh, <laughs> do you have any final words, any last little uh, tidbits of wisdom or anything you'd like to share with our audience before we let you go? Um, yes. To my Republican opponent, I have nothing to say to you. Okay. But to the voters of District 22, I am ready to serve, and I'm going to fight hard for you to make sure that Hawaii is going to be your home. Adrian Tam, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Hello. Adrian. Thank you so much. Have a good night. All right, man. see you, big dog. See ya. Good night. It's my new thing. It's calling people big dog. Everybody's big dog. Everybody, so stop recording. Yep. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> we were just kind of bullshitting. We're still recording. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Well, Adrian, thank you. You, you, you did are, great. You are officially free to hang up at any time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Good night. Good to talk to you, man. Take care. Good luck out there. Thanks. Bye. Bye. It's a. Are we still recording? <laughs> Am I the big dog? Am I the big dog? Am I the big dog? <laughs> oh, he's a good sport, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Thanks he, again, Adrian, for joining us. And wow. What a, what a, like, what a, politics, huh? <laughs> that's all we can say about that. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, says June 25th. Is that right? That's correct. June 25th, 2020, Liverpool Football Club are champions of England. Oh, hell yeah, they are. First time in 30 years. And with all that said, we'll see you soon. Blue White Podcast. Blue White.